0: Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Thursday afternoon. Joining me from New York City, just back from Philadelphia, where he watched the 76ers and Cavs play on Wednesday night, is Tim Bontemps. Hello, guys. Bontemps, we got a big moment here. Mm. Because after years away from his second home on the NBA uh, road, Dan McMahon is back in Oklahoma City. Howdy
1: partners back in Bricktown, baby. The pink parrot is going to be, I mean, it's going to be a sight to see post-game tonight. I can promise you that.
0: <laughs> you know, it since it always he's is. been a married man. Since he's been a married man, he's calmed down. But this is a throwback. To the no, roaring... I,
1: listen, don't let's not let's not hype it up too much because I want to stay a married <laughs> man. And and uh, Miss Maria is a an avid listener. So I oh. will be on my best behavior <laughs> pink parrot, That'll be a sight to see tonight.
0: Uh-huh. Well, he's back going to go see the Adelaide 36ers uh, play the Thunder. The... Fresh
1: off shoot around there, man. Talk to all five starters, the coach, the CEO. God, I love that NBL access.
0: Well, the Adelaide is 1-0 against NBA teams this year, at least to this point. We'll see what happens with the Thunder tonight. Um they have their their season, their team season is their their season's already going on in, in uh, Australia. They took like a leave of their season to come up to yeah, the US. Yeah, their their official
1: NBL season had the theirs has not started. They played some exhibitions. Uh the rest of the league is underway and then these boys are Gonna fly fly back home planning to uh to kick some more butt fresh off whooping the Suns.
0: Yeah. I'll okay. tell you what,
1: I'm I'm just glad that there's no hangover for the Suns from that game seven humiliation. I mean, they they were able to keep within striking distance, never could quite make that run against against those 36ers. Uh 36ers are mathematically speaking, not even half the team that the 76ers are, but they were more than enough for the Suns.
0: <laughs> well, the Suns played their second preseason game on Wednesday night. And um, LeBron scored, let me see, I think he had 23 points in 14 minutes. Um, If you
1: can't stop Craig Randall II, I don't like your odds against LeBron.
0: (laughs) 23 points in 17 minutes in that one. And that was another loss for the Suns. They also actually, they came back and won in the fourth quarter of that game, but they and, lost and then.
1: And then didn't LeBron say he was going to buy the Suns and move them to Vegas Or am, <laughs> am I getting my wires crossed just a little bit? There?
0: I don't think you quite have that story, right? The Suns actually won that game. They came back in the fourth quarter, but they effectively lost it. They also had a couple of injuries. We'll talk about that maybe later. Okay. But we're going to talk about another import, uh, not the Australians. Um, This week has been dominated by the show that Victor Wembanyama put on in Las Vegas. Now he is he and his team, the Metropolitan 92s. Is it the Metropolitan 92s or just Metropolitan 92? I don't know. I'm going to call them the 92s. We got to move on from the 36ers and focus on the 92s. We got that. 92s who are mathematically mathematically just 97.
2: It's just Metropolitan's
1: 92. I know.
0: I like I like 92s better though. But anyway, how do, say, how do you say 92 in French? Call your buddy Rudy. Um, <laughs> by the way, can I just point out that next summer um, in Paris, actually won't be next summer, but two summers in Paris, the French are going to have Victor Wembenyama and Rudy Gobert. Um, and maybe
1: Joel Embiid.
0: Well, we'll see.
2: We'll see. But I'm, I'll Newly just say. only an American that, citizen, Joel Embiid.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting that Joel Embiid's an American now, huh? Might need He's him American, against Victor Wembanyama. Cameroon. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Wembanyama. So that that game was as important of a game for a prospect, I think, since 2003. Actually, it was December of 2002. So 20 years almost. LeBron played a game on ESPN2. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember that at all? Was His this, was this against Oak Hill? Uh, against you know, Mello? This,
2: also my senior in high school. I remember it very well.
0: Um, no, So he played Mellow actually the year before. The As a Mello junior, because Mellow's a year ahead. Mellow was right. a year ahead. right? That's right. And that was a classic game too, which um, uh, Oak Hill and Mellow won. LeBron had like 36 and Mellow 34, something along those right. lines. It was a big performance, but um, LeBron hadn't been on the cover of Sports Illustrated yet. And mm-hmm. we didn't have um, the awareness of young stars like we do now. Yeah. Wemba Yama has been on our radars for 18 months and now on a lot more people's radars. So I have said, I have guessed that LeBron's performance that night, which just to call back to it a little bit, it was on ESPN2. It was a very big deal. Uh, Dick Vitale um, and Bill Walton called the game. They came into Cleveland to call the game and LeBron was great. I don't remember his stats, but they, but he was great. Oak Hill was number one in the country at the time. They weren't as good as the year before when they had Carmelo, but LeBron put up um, highlights in that game that were shown on TV for the next six months. He had a how was the Akron pers-
1: Beacon Journal's coverage? Was it a pretty strong game story or
0: complete? It was uh, blanket coverage of that game. Okay, and um, I have argued that he made fifty million dollars that night. He might have even made more
1: in terms because- of a shoe deal.
0: Because yes, because the mm-hmm. the stakes to get him increased dramatically, and it ended up being an all out war between Reebok Adidas and Nike and. While there would have been competition to get him before that, obviously, after America really knew who he was and getting him became a big deal. I mean, I've written about this extensively and I won't go down this, but I will just say that the day after Nike announced that they had gotten LeBron and Reebok, who was thought to be getting him, didn't, Reebok's stock went down and they had to put out a statement to their stockholders to try to keep the stock from from going down. So that's what the stakes were. At that time, and it was gasoline was poured on it by the, LeBron's performance in that game. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to compare it to Wemba Yama, who was even better than LeBron oh. was in that game against better competition. Um, to my knowledge, there were not future uh, top 10 picks on the opposing side of uh, right. Oak Hill. There certainly were uh, in this case, and he was going up against some men frankly, who also play for the ignite and what, I mean, I'd seen highlights of him before and I was talking to some scouts afterwards and they're like, look, he doesn't always shoot the ball that well, but.
1: I mean, nobody he, in the world always shoots it. Hell, hell though.
0: Right uh, now he is, again, he is playing again today as we're about to record this it's in the afternoon. He's going to play in a few minutes here. So I don't know what he's going to do in this game. When you hear, this podcast. But Temps, you were at a game during that time. I think you went back and watched it. He had seven threes and he hit him like five different ways, Mm -hmm. not to mention his incredible size. It was as impactful of a performance in this type of situation since 20 years ago when I saw LeBron do it. And I think we have the excitement level like we had for LeBron 20 years ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the best, you know, we haven't even mentioned Scoot Henderson's name, which right. I think we, we need will. to for, well, we need to now because he, he's going to be the second pick in the draft. Now, there are going to be ridiculous arguments about whether Victor is going to be the first pick in the draft, and uh, there'll be all kinds of nonsense over the next I don't think there months. will be. Well, I, I mean, manufactured arguments there's not actually going to be arguments he's going to be the first pick in the draft no matter like, when, like what
1: manufactured happens. arguments like when you argued against Jokic's mvp a couple of years ago those kind of things go on go on bond tips i'll just let that pitch go by uh no, i'm
0: not taking the bait
1: uh but listen the bats on his shoulder
2: this this game to <laughs> me i mean you talk about that lebron game uh on espn which i remember i, it, I remember that was my senior year high school i mean i remember when that was on it was a huge deal um but I I think the closest comparison to this game is almost when Shaq played Christian Leitner 10 years before that. Cause like Scoot Henderson was awesome in this game. And mm-hmm. like he looks the part, every bit the part of a big time multi-year all-star level part point guard. Big six four kid can do a lot of stuff. And he he looks
1: tank worthy as well.
2: Yeah, like he's gonna be a stud, but he just pales in comparison.
0: I've seen Victor. players like Scoot Henderson before.
2: Mm-hmm. I've right. never
0: really seen a player like Victor. No, Wendell- I mean, he's got a here.
2: chance to be a Derrick Rose, like one of those kinds of players, which is a, a terrific player. But like you said, this kid is seven, Victor Wendyama is seven, four, coming off screens, hitting threes, going around screens, dribbling the ball, hitting threes, um, making dribble moves into the paint. He's still, you know, he's still figuring it out on defense, but he's got crazy length and athleticism. He's flying over and just obliterating guys from the weak side. Um, he's long enough and quick enough that he can actually hold up a little bit in space. Like you just look at him and he's like a guy created out of 2k. Like he Mm -hmm. does, he, the combination of stuff that he does to your point where we haven't seen players like him. I mean, he's the size of guys like Ralph Sampson and Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he's handling the ball and walking the ball up the court. Like. There's stroking a reasonable... it
0: from 23 feet. Right. And, and doing it from
2: it.
1: the logo. The, the well,
2: kid and... can kick hit off dribble
0: from the logo at no seven question. four.
2: And, and even more than that, it's that to me, it's even more like we've seen guys like, you know, Chris S. Porzingis can really shoot it as a big guy. You know, Yao could shoot it from three point range really well as a big guy. He's a terrific shooter. The difference with this kid is he's doing it off the move like he mm. is doing like, you know, coming off screens like a guard. Like that's the thing that just separates him for me from everybody else. Like he can handle it some, but the versatility with his shooting, like we've just never seen anybody play like that. And he's 17 years old. I mean, it's just, it's staggering how good.
0: The he other thing be. is before you go, Bob McMahon, from what it, from what, it, from what I understand and talking to folks and what I've observed, he's really highly, super competitive. Mm-hmm. And that's important because sometimes you get players who are really, really tall who play basketball because they're really, really tall and they don't necessarily have the makeup of what a great player would be. Doesn't, they don't have the competitive juice. They don't have the, the desire to, to get in there and fight. They don't have the desire to work on their games. Um, it's a, it's a thing that happens. You know, you see it with football players too. Some guy who's out there playing offensive line because he's enormous or, or somebody who's really fast. And they don't want to play football, really. He looks, I know it sounds very basic. He looks like he wants to be great at basketball. And that's an yeah. important thing, an important box that you have to check when you're looking at him about his makeup, too. All right, go ahead, McMahon.
1: Yeah. And I, I thought, as far as the comp for him, Jonathan Giovanni, I thought nailed it. Rudy Gobert on the defensive end and a seven foot four Durant type of creature on the offensive end, I <laughs> mean, the way he handles it, the way he shoots it, the step backs. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, absolutely- if he can
0: shoot, he looked like Durant in that first game. I mean, we are speaking, we don't know what he's going to do in this game. That's about to be played, but he sure shot the ball like Durant in that game.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, you know, the other highlights that you see of him, like he's a guy, like there's a mid range game. It's not just all the threes. Like there's, you know, stuff off the dribble, the, off the, you know, the, the fadeaways off the pivot, all kinds of stuff um and you know he didn't play for France in Eurobasket um but obviously the the coaches from the French national team the head coach is is the head coach for uh the 92s uh, hired this year with Victor coming in um but like some of the assistant coaches uh, i i you know i talked to those guys when we were over in germany just kind of asking about this dude and they all rave about him from a from a like a character standpoint, an intellectual standpoint, like the only question mark about this dude is with that frame, that lean You know, there's going to be, he's had some health things already. Like, can he be durable? Can he stay healthy? But they say like, this kid is an extremely, not just competitive, but a super intelligent guy. Apparently like, you know, you throw some Legos in front of this kid and he's like building skyscrapers. Um, You know, like a lot of kids, he plays video, but like, his buddies will get video games. They'll play them for a couple months, and then he'll pick it up and just dominate them. You know, he's just like got this genius level type of thing. Apparently, he's like, a, you know, give him a Rubik's cube, and you know, six seconds later, all the colors are lined up. That kind of, uh, you know, just I don't even know what you call it. That kind of ability to to think and, and put puzzles together. Um, plus the fact that he's seven foot four a ridiculously fluid athlete, like the absolute floor for this guy is Chris Stapps Porzingis. That is the absolute floor. He's a much more fluid athlete though. Like Porzingis doesn't have that, that, that wiggle, that, that ability to to change directions off the dribble uh, and, and, you know, that sort of thing that Victor does. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. He was so good in that game that Scoot Henderson was absolutely electrifying his team won the game, and all anybody can talk about is this seven foot four guy know, who down seven threes and blocked down, five what shots.
0: Are you, what are you supposed to say? Uh
2: also Well, he look, had I'll this just in- say there was a couple of years ago a guy got picked second after a guy everybody was fawning over for the first pick, and it worked out pretty good for Memphis. You
0: know, okay. Whoever uh, finished um, his number
1: two in the lottery is not going to be well,
2: And I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying. I'm not saying that to say the victor's not gonna not gonna be incredible. He is gonna be. I just to McMahon's point, like. Everything we saw from Scoot Henderson was what you want to see. Like, this game was set up so Victor Wimbanyama could come over here and play. Scoot Henderson was like, I'm going to show you guys I should be the number one pick. He came out, he hit shots, he was aggressive, he went right at him. Um, had a couple of plays where he got him moved off his spot, you know, hit a couple step backs on him. Like, his competitiveness, his shot, his frame, his, his athleticism, like, it's everything you want to see. Like, to McMahon's point, and then, even after that, this draft is supposed to be very deep. So, this is it. This is supposed to be, a be an absolutely
1: lottery. special draft.
0: Okay. And, we're going to talk uh, about that in just a second. Here's what also I love about Wembenyama he might have a little bit of swagger in talking the way he talks to the media. He might, which, mm-hmm. would be, which would be great. So, on Monday, before this game, and, and your point exactly, uh, Bontemps, real quick this game was set up. This is a high pressure game
2: mm-hmm. for both um, guys.
0: Yeah, and, and especially one uh, never played in the U.S. before. So he flies from France all the way to Las Vegas, has like two days, and then has to play in the highest value game in his career. Now, he would have been the number one pick, I think, no matter how right. he played. But his performance, and also Scoot Henderson, knowing what was coming and him handling that, I agree. And that was one of the things about LeBron back then. It was an incredibly high-pressure game for LeBron, and he was completely aware of it. That game was set up for him to be displayed. And he overachieved, just like these guys overachieved. Mm-hmm. But what Wemba Yama said Monday to the media was awesome. In my this, is, a,
2: this is an all time quote.
0: He said he was asked about Scoot Henderson, who he has obviously educated himself on and prepared for. Quote, he's really a great player. If I was never born, I think he would deserve the first spot.
2: It's just an all time legendary. By quote.
0: the way, that happens to be, in my view, from what I know right now, an accurate statement.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Scoot Henderson would be the number one guy if Victor
2: Wembayama wasn't there. I mean, Scoot Henderson Scoot would have been the first pick based off what I've seen of him in last year's draft. Like, I would have taken him over the guys in that draft.
1: Yeah. I think well, that, I think that's, I think these guys would be one, two in last year's draft. No question. No question. Okay. And, and we've so seen, if, we have if he's seen, he's going to run his mouth Chet a little Holmgren. bit
0: like that. Oh. If he's gonna run his mouth, sign me up by the up. way. Like so, you know, we talked like in the summer by the way, Scoot
2: Henderson has also been like, uh, yeah, I'm the number one pick in the draft, too. Well, like he has got okay. no problem saying stuff too, which is great. Sign me up for we that. We mentioned
0: too. this. We mentioned this on the pod before. In the summer of 2021, there was a U 19 under 19 uh event, uh World, I don't know if it was a World Cup or whatever FIBA, it, was. it was
2: the gold medal game of the under 19 World Championships.
0: And or the under 19 world
2: cup, one of the other.
0: The US played France and Holmgren got dominated by Wim But you know what? Like, uh, I don't, I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's an insult to, to Chet no. Holmgren.
2: No, Chet's uh, really, Chet's respect. really, really good. That was what, that was the first time I watched Victor play and I watched that game and I was like, oh my God, this guy is going to be incredible. Cause Chet Holmgren uh, is and was really good and was older than him and he got dominated by this guy.
0: Yeah. So, um, Th- there's a lot of excitement about this draft coming up. Uh, McMahon, you were just saying before the pod started be- before the Adelaide 36ers played the Suns, who they beat over the weekend and tonight are playing the thunder. They played against, uh, overtime elite, which is the, um, operation out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I talked about it last year. I visited their operation on the pod. Uh, they played them in Phoenix last week and beat them. Um, but that operation, there's two twins, the Thompson twins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bontemps, you left know, top here. I think they're six 9 i let's say like so. they're I'll look them up. I, I'll look them up to okay. clarify why you're yeah, thinking.
1: Amen uh, is uh they're identical, but Amen is number three in Javoni's mock draft. And I I am I might botch the pronunciation, but a I believe it is, is I think it was eight. I'd have to, I'd have to look that up to be sure. Um, but so yeah, the Adelaide 36ers played these guys and uh I'm not trying to continue piling on to the Phoenix Suns, but overtime time, a lead only lost by five. So uh, we're, we're twice as competitive uh, as the Suns <laughs> who lost by 10. It's <laughs> simple math, simple math, but you can do so, simple math. So I, I know that that's correct. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm working on the story on the 36ers go to shoot around today. And I asked some of these guys about the Thompson twins and like Antonius Cleveland, who played 30 games for the Madison Hawks. He was the, uh in the Australian league was a defense. player. Antonius Cleveland
0: is the, I am told is the best defender in the Australian league. How about that for, uh, for data on this podcast? Thank you. Both well, kids he, are
1: sick. Both kids are six, eight, by the way. Yeah, okay. he was defense player of the year, So That'd be a pretty good hint in that direction. Um, <laughs> Robert, ro- Robert Franks who played, who played a little bit for Orlando magic, you know, another guy who lit it up. Craig Randall, who averaged 27 a game in the G league last year. And killed the Suns the other night. Obviously. So I'm, you know, I'm asking these guys, um, uh, another guy, I'm going to blank. His first name is Sunday. I forget his last name off the top of my head, but he was, uh, teammates with LaMelo when LaMelo was next star. And then also teammates with Josh Giddy when he was a next star. So he's seen, you know, big time NBA talent up close. And like, those guys were all like, they've all said, Hey, I don't know which one's which, like we couldn't tell them apart, but <laughs> like, they were just like, Holy crap. These guys, like the first step. And like I mean, MBA elite, 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 explosive uh, athleticism. Like six foot eight, but not like scrawny. Like six foot eight, put together, explosive, like powerful. You know, two feet in the paint, ability to uh to to you know to jump and to finish. And like I said, amen is supposed to have kind of a a real point forward. Like a li- maybe a little bit more ball handling skills, a little bit better vision. Um, you know, and, and the, the question mark on both those guys is the same. They can't shoot right now. Can they develop a jump shot? Uh, but if they develop jump shots, they're, you know, they are also potential franchise type of players in that draft.
2: Didn't know McMahon okay, so- was coming for Jonathan's job. This is big news, <laughs> big news on the pod
1: no 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 oh. i just I, I i listen i'm aware of of what these guys are because I'm of just, Mr. i'm just Gavone. messing around and We're, i figured yeah. if i if i see the 36ers and they're fresh off scene i'm like i'm gonna ask you know these guys a couple of them play in the NBA. you know they they know what well, it's good
2: stuff out. man i'm just giving you hard time it's
0: just you know whatever i call gavoni like half the time it's it, it that gives like the international ring you know or i know he's overseas uh-huh. and i'll pick up and i'll be like oh where are you he's like oh um." I'm in Cologne watching a second division German game. Oh, where are you? Uh, I'm in Montenegro uh, looking, watching U17 uh, European U17s. He's, you know, the man's uh, a maniac. The reason all this is super interesting isn't just talking about um, what we're headed for for the draft next year, but everybody is now seeing this. Mm-hmm. The scouts have known who these players are for a while. But in the story that Woj and Gavoni wrote after this game that ran, the the, the headline for the story was that um, uh, Wembenyama's agent, uh, Buna Enjai, is that how you pronounce his last name, McMahon? Buna Enjai, you know, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's Rudy's represents, agent, uh, among others. Yeah, who's represented. Rudy
1: Fournier gets a lot of the French guys. The great
0: French players, yeah. Um, he said he's not shutting down because like, there are people in the NBA going, okay. Uh, don't don't let him get hurt we've we'll seen see enough June. Yeah. which
2: by the way uh, would be crazy for the kid to not play for eight months at 17 like, what, it would just be crazy which
0: is what Buna said which is yeah. what Buna I was said. glad to see that and that was the he- by the way scoot Henderson could shut it down too and be top three as well but um that was the headline of the story but the more interesting thing that I took away from the story was down in the story which was when they reported that this performance from these two players, could help sell a tank to owners
1: because you're so you have to the sell to the owner not
0: and the fans and the fans yeah, right but okay. like
1: the gms knew what what these guys were and this is just like you know add this to the pile what? of evidence that these kids are special but what? when owners see it and like you said, when the fans see it, it's easier to sell. And I thought what was interesting, not just the palooza that, you know, buckle up for a whole bunch of call-ups of ninth men of G League teams, okay? That trend got started last year. Um, did I tell you I'm here in Oklahoma City? Um, but uh, the other interesting thing is it's not just the Tankapalooza, but it's the trade market that is part of the tank
0: This is where I was going, but go ahead, Bontemps, first. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say –
2: I, I just don't think that this game this week is changing anything for this season. If you look right now. Oh, owners. disagree.
0: No, disagree. All, right,
2: well, all right. Well, let me make my argument before you start hollering. It's about bad we come. We come into this season with more teams trying to win this year than we've ever seen before. It's probably That's 22, right. 23 teams right now. They're trying to win, trying to make the play in, trying to make the playoffs. None let's, of those let's go teams, Sacramento. I, I, whether it's right or not, none of those teams are not doing that because of this game on Tuesday. none of them. Uh, and the teams and the other uh, seven teams. Um,
0: this, is, this is what I want to talk about. Hold, well, hold on. The other Today, seven that, team, that, that, today that's true. Today yes, that's, that's what true.
2: I said. That game Tuesday hasn't changed anything. And if those teams are a mile out of contention, in January, there's they're
0: gonna do the same thing they were gonna do anyway. Not necessarily. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you on that because the play-in tournament has made it harder for teams. The, the bubble grows. The bubble yeah, so grows again, because of the play. So look tournament. at the
2: teams we're but, talking about. We're talking about Washington, we're talking about Sacramento, we're talking about the Knicks, we're talking about Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Charlotte will just be horrible. I just
0: saw them this week; Portland, said
1: they're horrible. We're talking about Portland, Portland
0: I mean, we're talking about Indiana. We're talking not, maybe I think Chicago. Indiana's
1: tanking. Regardless, to be to they do. got well, they Chicago got dudes also on their their, they're
0: not trading. Chicago also did not have their
1: trade. pick. Chicago I also
2: doesn't have their pick, and their GM is saying that they they that their season is going to be about winning a playoffs. Well, they got
0: let's a top four protected pick. Let's not get too far. Let's not get too far away. Let's let's get back on the main road here. There are six teams who do not have control of their pick if it lands number one or number two. The Bulls, if their pick uh, lands one or two, do have control. Okay. The six yeah. teams that what? No, I, I said yeah, you're right. Okay. The six he teams right. that, shut up. The six teams that do not have control of their pick if it lands one or two. And by the way, some of these teams ain't going to be in high in the lottery unless we're talking about massive catastrophe. The Clippers goes to Mm -hmm. the Pelicans. I'm sorry, the the Thunder. The Bucks goes to the Pelicans. The Sixers goes to the Nets. The Timberwolves goes to the Jazz. The Nets goes to the Rockets, and the Lakers goes to the Pelicans. Pelicans Why would you say the Lakers for last? There is no reason. But I will say that that? that that's the list. (laughs) That's the team on the list that you the Nets also as well, if we have a catastrophe with the Nets. Um, so those six teams probably can't think about when Benyama, unless, I guess, the Nets, if the Sixers go crazy and then lose their pick. So now...
1: <laughs> that ain't happening.
0: Okay, I agree. And I don't think the Bucks are going to be delivering that, that uh, number one or number two pick to New Orleans either. Okay, so let's, just, let's put that on the side. The Bulls are in a tough spot if they don't have a good season because their pick goes to Orlando, top four protected. But what I'm saying to you, Bontemps, I agree with you in general. What I'm saying is when we get to to January, into trade season, and a team is sitting there in ninth place, and they are evaluating, do we want to keep going to fight for a play-in spot? Or do we want to go the other direction? And Adam Silver talked about this a little bit today in Abu Dhabi. The Bucs played the Hawks earlier today in Abu Dhabi. And he was like, well, teams shouldn't be tanking because we have a, a, a lottery system that's more even. Oh,
1: yeah, clearly worked out for you last year, Adam. Good job, right. bud. So,
0: but I mean, just l- l- just for example, let's look at the Portland Trailblazers from one year ago. They have oh. an injury. To Dame Lillard. They had a team that was mm-hmm. had designs on competing on some level last year. They have an injury to Dame Lillard. Then they trade CJ McCollum and they even shut down Anthony Simons. They, yeah, they
2: did a normal tank job.
0: And they ended up with the seventh pick. Yeah, okay? they did a normal yeah. tank job. Okay. It's time to knock that new business idea out of the park with Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Forget the off-season work. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling warm-ups or wall hangers, it's time to start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build the relationships that create those diehard fans. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow winning business. From an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world score their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. Shopify is the secret to becoming a business champion by making it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere, taking the guesswork out of selling. When you're ready to take your winning idea to the world, team up with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Try out Shopify for free today and start selling anywhere. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket. With Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner vspn ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H O O P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. That is, they are, they are a team that, that was in the, was in the middle there and they decided to go that direction. Yeah. That, they, they, they were, that, more, was normal, that, that was,
1: no, that because was, there was, there was some like, you didn't want to get a shot up there when you had a chance at the end of that game type of situations with the, uh, listen, with the boys. we can go like back. That was, that was more than normal. That, that was, no,
2: we can go back. Job. We can go back and look at all sorts of teams that you covered one a few years ago that, Engineered all sorts of outcomes at the end of games and tried to tank games and tried to lose games. My point is, Portland had Dame get hurt, have surgery, and tanked. That -hmm. is normal. What I'm, what I'm, I agree, teams will be trying to manufacture losses towards the back half of the year. My argument is, you're saying that things are going to change because of this game on Tuesday. I personally don't think that's the case because to me, what would cause that to change. Is if you had teams going, we are we were not going to tank, and today now we're going to try to tank
1: to get into the top. Not three. Today, I, I, not I today. think there's levels of tanking, and I, I, again, I think you are going to see absolutely egregious the continuation. Because let's be honest, the Blazers last year, the, the uh, I go back that to is I, always I that has always happened. No, though. Yeah, no, here, no, here's last the thing: year was though, the first Tom. time that we started seeing. Guys called up from the G League specifically because they stunk, because not calling up guys who averaged twenty six a game in the G League, not calling up guys who were were you know.
0: But hey, I think we're talking. We want about to take a look at this? Things. Guys
1: calling yeah, that, up guys from the G League specifically to lose. Games. I think Thunder here's, called here's, up their like seventh and eighth best G League players. Never practiced with the team. They played eighty-seven minutes combined. But I don't care about and that. They that's still a, lost to the Trail. Not, but what I, what I care
0: about, what you're I care about point. is teams that are going to trade. There's more good teams, and therefore more good players. And if mm-hmm. three or four teams in January decide to go to the route, maybe it's two teams. Well, but this there's is my be better players going to be available. That's why if you're a team like the mm-hmm. Lakers, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, and you're sitting here and you're going. Boy, we really don't like any of these.
2: Yeah, maybe they'll trade LeBron in January. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I know they
2: can't trade LeBron. Actually, it's a can't. joke. LeBron has a. I know it was a, a joke. It was a joke, okay. Lakers
0: fans. But if if you're the Lakers and you're sitting here going, well, we've got this lukewarm possible trade with the with the Pacers, and we've got a lukewarm possible trade with the Jazz. Why don't you wait until midseason when there yeah. might be a couple of teams that are like, you know what, we're gonna, tr- you know, we're gonna trade. We're gonna go backwards. We're gonna, we're gonna okay. Maybe it's a classic tank bond temps, but I think it's gonna be higher quality teams. I well but that's that. this
2: is where I'll disagree though, because again, it if you we have to look at this from the incentives of the teams that we're talking about, right? All the teams that are in the play mix for different reasons are gonna wanna be in the play-in mix. Like, despite the fact that these guys are at the top of the lottery, I'm not you're, saying You're it's, proving
0: your own rule. They're not going to want to be in it because they're going to see when Young no, and Scoot no, Henderson.
2: No, 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 no. That's what, but you're, you're not taking my point. Look at the teams that we're talking about. Teams like Washington, Sacramento, the Knicks, the Bulls, these teams that we think are going to be in the play-in tournament mix, right? All those teams have only singled signaled that they want to be competitive, Everything they've and done the past that's three why years
0: Wembeyama is a game changer.
2: But I, but that my point is nothing. Those teams have done in recent years would indicate that's what they're going to do regardless because of whether hasn't been available. Yeah, but that's not, they, they've or had opportunity Henderson.
0: or I understand.
2: these teams have had opportunities in the past to try to go the other direction. And at every turn, they haven't done it and everything they've done this off season has indicated they're not going to do that. And it's not like people, again, like people in the league, like, yes, owners would have saw that video. Teams running, people running these teams knew these guys were coming. It's not like yeah. Victor Wembanyama appeared I on know, the stage yesterday. I know, but you got to sell your owner. Yes, and it's your too, base, My point, said. though, is that it's it's too late
1: for that, for those no, teams. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're going to have. Dude, you're, no, it's not. Via trade, via you know, mysterious ailments, like it's, it's the season hasn't started. It's not too late. Um, by the way, uh, Arkansas just had their it. pro day and, you know, they've got this loaded recruiting class led by Nick Smith, who's also projected to be a top five, uh, ran into a scout today, the 36 ers shoot around. He said he he drove in from Arkansas's pro day. He said 29 of 30 teams were there. So there, they, I mean, I think this Who was one, the team think,
0: that wasn't there. <laughs> uh, the
1: Timberwolves. Hmm. They don't have a first round pick. Guess not. Yeah. So 29 and 30. But apparently like Nick Smith, uh, I think Gavoni has him four in the mock draft. And then uh, there's another kid who's supposed to be like maybe a lottery, probably a first round pick for sure. Um, but my point is like, it's not just Victor and Scoot. This is a loaded draft and when we talk about tanking obviously the primary motivation is victor scoot but i'm telling you teams are tanking for the floor right oh the lottery odds are flattened yeah but if you have the worst record you're guaranteed a top five pick if you're number two you're guaranteed top six that's if adam silver cares about tankapalooza and trying to get rid of it the flattening the lottery odds was a start you've got to play the lottery out you cannot give teams a, 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 guaranteed floor, or you're going to have them continue. That's all right. That's like Portland. That's that was as nice, much as anything.
0: I don't disagree with that, but we're getting too far off the topic. Okay. I also think this more... is an
2: odd, I'm also just going to end with this. I think this is a very odd conversation to have this entire conversation. We just had when we're literally going into the season with more teams trying to win than in the last decade.
0: Again, Bontemps, temps, that is why this is potentially a game changer. Because there's going to be teams that it's, are are going to be on the outside who are like, this guy is the so word, freaking the word, good.
2: The word potentially just has is being used is being given a ton of extra juice there. Yeah. That, I,
0: I hate to break it to you, but that is our job. Our job is to talk about potentially. Well, yeah, I think that's, we, just that's we just waste eighty percent of, of this podcast but... is potentially. Yeah, that's I'd... otherwise why are we doing it? Hey, we how are we just, doing? We as far read as read trying
1: the... to get a uh, a mute button on Bond Tim. have we had any <laughs> any success in in that? pursuit. God.
0: All right. Uh, it's time for trivia, which means it's time for Bon temps to have. The oh, floor. Now crap. we're now
1: we can't mute them. Now it's time for a collective trivia. I uh, we've talked a
2: lot about the Kings, a team that is going to try to make the play in despite the fact that it probably shouldn't and should be trying to get Victor since they passed on Luca a couple years ago. Um, as a team that's had the longest playoff drought in the NBA, I, uh, semi-related stat there's a team that has been in the bottom 10 in offensive efficiency for the past 10 years
1: 10 in years. a row wow. who is it Ten straight years that's wow. impressive is it orlando it is orlando God, I am so damn good at this, well, and so humble. I, 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 I said I it was a related
2: hint, both because they missed the playoffs and they're our team today. So I thought you and might I be. And
1: I to did just watch Orlando and Memphis, and I get to. I get to see them again <laughs> 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 tomorrow night. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and look, they draft Apollo to be a you know to to be an offensive focal point. I do think with him and Franz Wagner, they've got at least two guys to to build around unfortunately they gave franz a night off in memphis they decided to start a second center next to paulo of Va- uh, a- vag
0: of uh, f- wagner franz wagner has an ankle issue he s- suffered in Eurobasket. that's why i think that's why he didn't play yeah yeah um but uh that's but our yeah, team the- we're talking about this week what's going on in orlando woo, so before woo. you launch for the ones who get it done ranger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Why? 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 Would Why would they, do, they do, that? do that? Very strange trade. Why
1: would you do that?
0: Orlando. Um... McMahon, you saw him the other night. Um, Paulo uh, Banquero's uh, first uh, game as uh, Orlando Magic at yeah, least preseason, and it was
1: it was tough because one, obviously, even though Mo Bamba's a good three point shooter for a big, they had two bigs with him. They had Paulo playing it at three, and they kind of see Paulo Franz as like these interchangeable playmaking, scoring forwards. And so it's really hard to judge anything until you get to see those two guys together. Um, plus Paulo's welcome to the NBA was poor spacing and Dylan Brooks just, you know, breathing all in his grill and scratching them and elbowing them and just, you know. So it was <laughs> it was not much fun for uh for Mr. Bancaro in his first taste of uh real NBA NBA action preseason, but still it certainly was a little bit more difficult than what he dealt with in the, uh, in the Vegas summer league. But, you know, I, I really, I look at that team. They've got like several interesting young players, but there's only two guys that I would be confident betting on at this point. And again, that's Franz and, and Paulo, um, Jalen Suggs last year was kind of a lost year for him, uh, as a rookie, you know, missed a lot of time, uh, because of injury and he's, you know, I'm not quite sure. I I I think he might be one of those point guards who, if you don't have a lot of shooting around him, it's going to be a real struggle. Uh they like uh Markel Fultz. He's out with a with a toe injury right now, is gonna be out for a little bit. You know, Bomba shows flashes. Certainly he he gets to some shots on the defensive end, blocks some shots on the defensive end that, that's pretty impressive, but he's been pretty hit and miss. Um you know, I, I think that it's it's not going out on a limb to say uh, they very well could could be in that Victor Scoot Derby. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle this year. Well they I mean they're gonna be a team that's gonna be there
2: by default. But I, I think to go to briefly go back to the tanking discussion, Orlando is sort of the epitome of that on both sides of it. You go back to two thousand five, you know, they've gotten the number one pick multiple times, obviously got Shaq, got the Chris Webber tick, turned it into Penny then got Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. But since they traded Dwight Howard, that's when that streak of being in the bottom 10 in the league and offense began. And yeah, they made a couple brief uh, playoff appearances where they got obliterated in the first round. Yeah, um, But they have been completely irrelevant for a decade. And much of that was them winning 25 games, trying to get lucky in the lottery and finishing second, one time finishing fifth and getting Mario Hazzoni instead of Chris Espor's and guess another time. Like, You know they they're sort of the poster child of the idea of going through the draft is great, yeah. But if you don't get the right players, it doesn't quite work. You could be stuck in a ditch for
1: a very, very long time. Well, they get Jonathan Isaac, and like they don't know when he's going to be back on the floor. Jonathan Isaac
0: hurt his, I believe it was his left ACL, but he tore his ACL on New Year's Day, twenty twenty. So. Well, he played know, in true. the
2: bubble. He, he, the last injury he had was he came back, he played in the bubble, and I watched him get hurt. It was a game I was at in the bubble, and he hasn't played since then.
0: Oh, I thought he, I ago. thought he, I forgot he played in the bubble. He did, he, yeah. he tore his ACL in the bubble. Well, he got he,
2: hurt. He, bl- he blew his knee up in the bubble. He, whatever he got hurt before, he came back in the bubble, and then he had okay. a devastating knee injury, and then he hurt his hamstring earlier this year. And
0: the yeah, only word has, so far is
2: he'll play sometime this season.
0: Right. Who knows when? Um, So let me just take, in my view, a frank evaluation on the Magic. You're watching the Magic because you're watching Franz Wagner. You can watch Mo Wagner if you want, but really you should watch Franz Wagner, the three. Um, And you're watching Bancaro. I think there's a question mark on Jalen Suggs. We'll see. Mm -hmm. You're watching those two guys and you're thinking about the lottery. You're thinking about that they could have a top five pick again and they have the bulls pick and the bulls are in a worrisome place. Maybe they will overcome. Maybe Lonzo will get back. Maybe, uh, Patrick Williams will be uh, a difference making player. That's what you're looking at. If you're the magic, you are saying, okay, we got these two young guys. We really like, and potentially depending on what happens with the, with the bulls, Two good looking picks in potentially this loaded yeah, and and
1: by the way, Franz is the first pick that they got from the Bulls. So that trade That's is right. already like straight up. If it was just hey, we're giving up Vucevic, we're getting Franz, they'd have done that deal in a in a heartbeat. And Wendell
2: Carter, who's pretty good, by the way.
1: Yeah, he's, Wendell he's, Carter. So it's like they've got Carter, they've got Mo Bump, like they've got a lot of guys who they are NBA, they're young NBA players. I just don't know that they're like
0: this. Is a team that could do trades. Players. So they have, in my view, a couple of guys who are will be trade targets, although they were trade targets last year. so mm-hmm. One is Terrence Ross, who is mm-hmm. a potentially electric off-the-bench scorer. Um, he's been rumored to be traded for like a year and a half, but hasn't been traded. This right. is the last year of his contract. Uh, and Gary Harris, who they extended um, last year, um, hasn't quite been the same player the last couple of years, but he could potentially be an interesting player via trade. And maybe even Mobamba, who they um, are not going to extend and could be an interesting player via trade. So, again, I think if you're going down to the Amway Center, you're going down there and hoping for Powell to look great, Wagner to look great, and have a competitive loss. That's your and I goal. I think they'll get, a, I
1: think they'll get uh, a lot of that this year. And, and like, those two guys – they, you know, that gives you hope for the future, but they definitely need, you know, they need at least one more uh, core piece because, again, you know, you're talking about Isaac and Bamba um, and uh, and Suggs. I mean, those are top five picks that you're not. Are they core pieces? I don't know. Not.
0: Uh, I don't know if we know about convinced. Suggs yet. I really, really was impressed with Suggs at Gonzaga. I yeah. thought he had great makeup. Yeah, so was I. And so I'm definitely I'm going to be watching for him. Uh, he could be included. But the reality is, the Magic are going to take it in the teeth. The Eastern Conference. You know, the game that you were at last night, on temps, as an example, you went to see the Cavs and Sixers play Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, Evan Mobley didn't play. He has a sprained ankle. Like Garland and uh, Garland and Donovan Mitchell were pretty darn good in that game. And yeah, both guard, Maxey. all
2: four guards in that game, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, did a great job scoring and not so great a job stopping the guys across from scoring. Okay. They all look but great. My,
0: that's that's totally fine. My point is that's going to be an average night in Eastern Conference. For sure. Donovan Mitchell's locked go- in a
1: defense this year, he says, for the fourth <laughs> <poor> straight year. <laughs>
0: Those guys are going to go. There's going to be wars in the Eastern Conference. Well, look, even the and night
2: before, I was at MSG to see the Knicks play the Pistons, another team like Orlando. Knicks are going to be pretty mm-hmm. good. Jalen Brunson is going to make a huge difference there. Like, the Knicks aren't going to win 50 games or anything, but they're going to be a, a competitive, tough team to play every
0: night. The Knicks the Knicks are going to be hard to beat in the Garden. Yeah. they're They're, they're good enough to win, have a good record at home, and those teams have to come in there. So, like, if you're Orlando, I'm sorry, you're just going to take it in the teeth. The East is too yeah. is too deep. Um, and uh, and that's fine for Orlando. And I would just say, you know, the guys like Wendell Carter, um, those guys are not going to be on the same timeline as, you know, the, the two potential draft picks that they have this year coming up, plus the other guys that they have. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets made available at some point, too. So, Look, to they're me, in a situation
2: the- like what our Oklahoma City was a couple years ago, when in the the in the Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham draft, Oklahoma City had a chance to have the first pick and the fifth pick, and they ended up with the sixth pick. And Orlando could have the first pick and the fifth pick, and or they could end up with, you know, the Bulls pick being if the Bulls make the playoffs, it won't be in the lottery, or if the Bulls jump in the top four, it could be like what happened with the Rockets, and they get a big time player and don't lose their pick. So they're one of the teams that on lottery night, you mentioned those teams that potentially have the number one pick from another team, Brian, like Mm -hmm. the magic could be a team that's sitting there thinking we could get two top seven, eight picks in a loaded draft, or we could end up outside the top four and thinking about what could have been.
0: Right. But the, but the best chance that you have is to give yourself the best chance to get one of those top picks and that's what they're going to do. Okay. Before we go, I wanted to touch briefly on the reported uh, back and forth at the Warriors practice. Uh, earlier this week between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. And this is back and forth. I'd
1: like I'd like to have a back and forth with bond temps by that definition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um I think we know that there are altercations that happen in practices and locker rooms routinely. This one got public. Um whatever happens there, we'll see going forward. By the time this podcast comes out there, you know, they could have spoken on it and changed the dynamics of it. But let me just say this. This particular moment on the NBA calendar, there is always a handful of guys, maybe it's three, maybe it's seven, maybe it's two, that this is some of the most important days of their lives. And Jordan Poole is one of them. Mm -hmm. Right now, Jordan Poole is negotiating with the Warriors over generational family wealth.
1: Did you see that Tyler Hero contract? I'm sure he did. did.
0: He certainly Mm -hmm. did
1: out so the Warriors. So he
0: is no doubt negotiating a nine-figure contract. Maybe they get a deal done, maybe they don't.
2: I'm going to predict look, they over get the, a deal done on the pot.
0: You predict you I, you broke up there for a second. You, I
2: believe they will get a deal done between now and the deadline. Okay. Jordan Poole will get extended.
0: Okay. Tyler Hero got 4 years and 130 million. I believe 120 of it is guaranteed. So and the incentives are, are
2: I would say very unlikely. So, I think you're looking at, to me, the Jordan Poole deal is going to be a baseline of more than 120 million guaranteed. Mm
0: -hmm. It's interesting that you would say that because, you know, you've been telling me for a year now that Tyler Hero is overrated by me. And yet, so when he gets, you know, 20 million a year, you're like, or 30 million a year, you're like, huh, it's, you know, it's not going to be 40 million a year, basically, is what you're saying.
2: Well, I don't think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. That's one of the incentives, I believe. I don't think he's going to win MVP. MVP, And that's another one of the incentives. So, wow. I would say they're unlikely. They are unlikely, but even Congrats if you going to him, it's a it's dollar a great incentive. He's still it's a getting That's uh, a it's a great it's a
0: great deal for. him. He's guaranteed 120 million. So yeah, the great. point is if you're like Cam Johnson's another guy, Cam Johnson got hurt mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. You know, these I don't think Cam Johnson is going to get that much money, but um, you know, and as I've covered players over the years in this situation, I can say that some players have handled it just fine. Um, and, you know, they know they're going to get paid and they're chill about it. Uh, other players, as you can imagine, it drives them a little bit batty because their whole lives have been working towards this moment, getting this contract, you know, the, the first big contract. And in the case of Jordan Poole, who was a late um, first-round pick, um, uh, you know he you know, he's got more money than me, but he, you know, Steph Curry probably makes in about four games what Jordan Poole makes for the year, maybe five. Um, uh, so, you know, the, the contract thing, it be, even if the player gets the contract, sometimes even the new money is a, is a thing. So I will just say that when a player who's in contract negotiations like this is involved in something like this, I always wonder what the dynamic of that is going to be. So that's well, that's I, my takeaway from that. Well,
1: And the, and the other thing is, uh, so Jordan Poole, let's say, likely gets his extension done. Who, who else on that roster wants an extension right now? That would be one, Draymond Green. And Andrew Wiggins, but in particular, one Draymond Green. And I think one of the biggest question marks about the Warriors going in this year is, hey, how are they going to handle all these potential extensions? And for the ones that don't get done, like, is is that going to be a problem? Is there going to be friction? Is there going to be drama? Well, kind of seems dramatic.
0: Well, and you know, and I think the athletic kind of reported that one of the instigators here was Poole talking about how much money he's going to have. And Draymond, now Draymond has that money. You know, Draymond wants more of it, but I believe Draymond's. <laughs> yes. Draymond's made over a hundred million if he, you know, but everybody wants more. But if, if one guy who is as if is right, as Bontemps said that they, you know, I think Bontemps is not guessing. That's my, no, I just,
2: I no, I would say, I think if you look at it, I think it logically, it just makes sense for them to get a deal done. Jordan Poole was drafted 25th. He hasn't made a lot of money and the Warriors have to have him locked up they can't mm-hmm. if they let if they can't let him get to restricted free agency and tell, deal with max offer sheets and stuff next summer like I, I think it just okay. makes sense for everybody to get it done
0: okay so whatever but anyway like I the you know, athletic was was reporting that um pool was talking about what he was going to spend his new money on and that may have instigated it and if you're draymond you may be and you and you know draymond's come out and said he's not going to get the extension whatever talks they've had they must have that been doesn't mean there.
1: he's thrilled about it
0: Right, and um, so if one guy's talking about it, about his new money, and you know you're you know you didn't get the money, maybe that's an issue. But again, it all goes back to what happens in these days when these contracts are are there. Um, I've well, seen one other before, thing,
2: see. one other thing to talk about when it comes to the Warriors and money this is going to be a very interesting twelve months for the Warriors because I think we're getting to the point where Joe Lacob has sort of hit the breaking point in terms of. Dollars spent. And uh not that I'm crying poor for the Warriors. They're doing just fine. But I there are going to be to McMahon's point about Andrew Wiggins, about Draymond, this pool situation. You got clay Thompson making a ton of money still. There's there's going to be decisions to be made. You got James Wiseman, who's going to have a big number next mm-hmm. year as a fourth-year player option. I'm sure they're going to pick it up. But for a long time, it's just been the Warriors just keeping their guys, just paying everybody, keeping everybody around. And between the CBA talks this year, whether something changes with luxury tax, or what happens with some of these extension discussions and where these numbers wind up, might be the first time we see the Warriors really start making some financial decisions. and it will be, to me fascinating to see what that looks like.-
0: For sure. I mean, when you look at <laughs> when you look at what their commitments are, I mean, Wiseman's salary next year goes up three million dollars. So you could say, okay, it goes up three million dollars. That might cost them like mm-hmm. just just the Wiseman increase. Forget about the Steph Curry increase. Steph Curry is worth every penny times two. Just just Wiseman getting his contracted increase in where they are in the repeater tax could cost them fifteen million dollars.
1: I was going to say it's not times two when you get to in, be a, in yeah the well, luxury yeah, tax and it, the repeater tax. And if,
2: and if you just say eliminate him from the roster, it might save them fifty or sixty million dollars, right? so like there there's you know there's going to be that every dollar can and like same thing with this pool negotiations right like Tyler Hero gets that that extension they probably end up paying him more than they were planning to or wanted to like every yeah. dollar they're spending there counts like it actually but, is But I will matter. just
0: say the way you handle this like look at the hangover effect of what, hap- what what's going on with DeAndre Ayton right now Ayton got his money yeah. but there's still a hangover Remember there Gordon is? Hayward? I didn't. I I didn't think there was. I didn't think there was a hangover. Remember, remember Gordon Hayward? The way that played out, they made him go out and get an offer sheet. Sure. And it like laid the groundwork for him to walk on him three years later. Like,
1: yeah. Well, and that's the thing. When you let guys get a restricted free agent, even though the Pacers, for whatever reason, didn't put a player option or didn't put any bells and whistles on that offer sheet, typically, even if you keep a guy, it's going to be a contract that's that's worse than what you could have just signed him to it's you know, one thing to have a guy Hayward. he was is a, a, right. a player option so get out after three years instead of four it's
2: one thing go for five. a guy it's one thing for you to come to an agreement with a guy to keep him with your team it's another thing to say hey we want you to go find your money elsewhere and then we'll just keep you anyway yeah squeeze
1: like, you got it you're gonna have to squeeze for every every dollar just there's the, like everything
2: else there these are negotiations and you know to your point about ayton like there's Lingering things that come from them sometimes. And
0: well, you know, we'll and see what the lingering things from this are. Any issue that, you know, Draymond or Wiggins or Poole would have goes back to the Pat Riley mantra, which I'm not necessarily taking Riley's side, the disease of more, which Riley talks about, mm. you know, being something that, that drags at the possibility for teams to win, to have put together dynasties, because after success, there's this, everybody wants more. And by the way, like, Unless they did a, uh, an extension with Steve Kerr and haven't announced it. I, I, I think Kerr, like, I think he last got an extension like three years ago. Like, I think it's about time for Steve Kerr to get uh, taken care yeah. of.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. You, you never know what a luxury tax,
2: too. What's that? I just Isn't said it? you never know what happens with that stuff, too. Like, Greg Popovich, I don't think, has had an extension announced in like 10 years. So Yeah, they, but, they
0: stopped announcing them with Eric Spolstra years ago. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> uh, it's hard to know if Steve is up or not. But Right.
0: Uh, Okay. Well, thank you for listening to Hoop Collective Podcast. Thank you to Bontemps. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you to Jackson and Bruce, our producers. We will talk to you next week.
1: Adios, amigos.
2: Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad? What about selling with Shopify?